I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Muses and Stuff. This is the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, the wives, the girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They were sweet, sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Electrified Porcupine. Electrified Porcupine is a pretty kick-ass website where you can go and read and learn all about music, gaming, wrestling, retro, TV, movies, cartoons, and collectible toys. So go to electrifiedporcupine.com and have a look around. See what you like. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Lynx. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Glad to be here for another episode of Muses and Stuff. Yes. The podcast that's all about the dolls. The dolls. This episode is all about muses in movies and movies about muses and about groupies and fans and rock stars and all that lovely stuff well i really liked the last um episode that we did uh yes this is part two so this is kind of part two to that and then it's going to give everybody including myself an idea of what movie to watch tonight yes yes i have a few that i think you're going to be really excited about that i think you probably haven't seen so i'm excited to tell you lay it on me sister well first up i have a couple biopics so these are about musicians and the people that were important in their lives um the first one is beyond the sea we mention it 
in Sandra D's episode because it's all about Bobby and Sandra and their love affair. So, any, yeah. And if you're just listening to this episode, you can check out that one and hear all about them or and or watch the movie. So, Beyond the Sea. Yes. Then another power couple. So wait, a biopic is like a real life. Yeah. Kind of like a documentary. Not a documentary. A biopic is a dramatized version of. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. So what do you In know? Beyond the Sea, Kate Bosworth is Sandra D. Oh, cool. And Kevin Spacey is Bobby Darren. Excellent. And okay. he is incredible. And I think he also directed the film. He has always been obsessed with Bobby Darren. So he it was a very important part for him. He really uh, digs deep into it. And he's great. Okay. Uh, the second one, I'm, I think you might have seen this one, Walk the Line. Oh, I actually just rewatched that the other day. Yeah. I'm surprised we never mentioned it in the first round of uh, Muse movies. But yes, uh, Walk the Line, obviously Johnny and June. So good. Um, and if you want a little fun, I don't know if you've ever seen the parody of Walk the Line. No. It's called Walk Hard. Oh, right. <laughs> Wolf, no. Um, John C. Riley. That's it. He's yeah. funny. Right? And yeah. there's lots of cameos in it from like modern day actors and stuff, but they're playing uh, uh, like the Beatles and uh, Jack White plays uh, a karate Elvis. Oh, there's a little scene in there. So yeah, that one's like not to be taken seriously, but it's a really fun musical and it sort of spans all the different genres of music. You know who's really hot in um, Walk the Line is the actor who plays Elvis. Yeah, yeah. And um, the actor who plays Waylon Jennings in that film is actually his son, Shooter Jennings. Which we unfortunately missed when I he know. was in Toronto. Yes. That was like a week where we were so busy, but yeah. he played in Toronto and we missed that. Yeah, it was around the time of the Web Fest, so unfortunately we missed it. But Danny Harrison is going to be touring. Well, we got to go. Oh, we for sure have to go. That'll be I exciting. don't even like the... He's got a really weird band name. It's like the No New No Two. Or so, I'm not even really sure. It's kind of a confusing name, but uh, I think we should definitely try to catch Danny. Absolutely. And since we're talking about a Beatles son, I'll talk about a Beatles movie. Okay. Um, there's a great... We're flying through these. Yes. There's a great film called Backbeat. Have you ever seen that one? Nope. It's all about the early Beatles in their, their time in Germany. Is there real footage? No. Okay. Again, it's a biopic. Oh, it's not shit. a documentary. Sorry. I have documentaries in this list, too. Okay, get it together, Shanti. She said biopic about a million <laughs> times. So, yes. Got it. Early Beatles, um, pre-Ringo, though there's a little cameo of Ringo. I don't want to spoil that. Uh, but it's when Stuart Sutcliffe was in the band and him and Lennon were sort of like the the leads of the Beatles. And one of the reasons Stuart, n you know, never made it with the Beatles is because when they were in Germany, he met an amazing woman named Astrid Kirscher. And she 
is a photographer and actually a lot of those early Beatles photos from their time in Germany, Mm. she shot those photos. So it's yeah, and it's like so that's not the only Beatles wife that got a Beatle by um, being a photographer. photographer. So special note to all our ladies out there who or dudes who want to bag themselves a rock star. Yeah. Learn, learn photography. Learn the photography. And uh, the guy who plays Stuart Sutcliffe is um, Stephen Dorff. Mm. And so he's not bad to look at. And mm-hmm. uh, the woman who plays Astrid is Cheryl Lee, who plays Laura Palmer in the Twin Peaks series. Okay. So, yes. And, yeah, uh, there's a lot. Because it's early Beatles, they actually don't play a lot of Beatles songs that you would, that, like, you think of when you think of the Beatles. But they play, like, covers of, and they do play covers of a lot of the music that the Beatles were actually playing in those clubs in Germany and everything. So, yeah, that one is awesome. Highly, highly recommend that one. Um. We're going to go back in time a little bit, pre-Beatles. Mm-hmm. I got two um, lovely films. One's called D. Lovely, and it's about Cole Porter. And Cole Porter's wife, who is more kind of his companion. Who's Cole Porter? No. I'm sorry. Every, like, fun song that you know from, like, the 30s, like, let's do it, let's fall in love. Okay. Yeah. He's, you know, birds do it, bees do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Cole Porter. Um, he did a lot of music uh, back then and, and he did a lot of film music for films and things like that. And uh, they actually have done mo- multiple films about him. Cary Grant played him in the 50s, mm. but um, I believe he was a gay man. And they definitely don't cover that side of him in, like in the, the 50s version. But he did yeah, have a let's wife. Just pretend that uh, exactly it's not a thing. But and then he, they they talk about the lovely. Yeah, and of, like I said, um, he he did have a wife, a companion named Linda, and they had a great relationship. But it was um, a complicated one, obviously. Mm. And um, a companionate marriage. Yes, Kevin Klein plays Cole. Oh, I like him. And Ashley Judd plays Linda. And uh, there's tons of uh, Cole Porter songs in it. So you, if you want to watch and learn all about Cole Porter songs, you'll you'll be able to learn about his life and his music. So that's a good one. And um, I think this is our the only jazz musician I have on the list. There's a, a film called Bird that's all about Charlie Parker. Mm-hmm. And he had a, an amazing woman in his life. Of course, all these men do. And her name was Chan Parker. And Forrest Whitaker plays Charlie Parker. And Diane uh, Venora plays Chan. And it's a beautiful movie. And it's fun to learn. I'm not really a huge jazz fan, but... Um, Neither was I until I fell in love with a jazz musician. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And again, good music, a good backstory there. La, la, la. Jazz, jazz, jazz. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Going a little forward again. Um, I have a couple Elvis-related recommendations. Alrighty. In 1979, John Carpenter, of all people, he is a horror film director. Like, 
he is one of the best horror film directors. But he did a TV movie in 79 called Elvis. And Kurt Russell plays Elvis. Weird. He's young. He's great. Okay. He's great. And there's a fun story there because one of Kurt Russell's first films ever, I think it was uh, like, let's go to the World's Fair or something World's Fair. And Elvis was in it. Like, that's an Elvis film. And his first, like, scene in a big picture uh, he plays like a bratty kid who like walks up to Elvis and kicks him in the shin and <laughs> runs away. So it was funny, like, you know, 15 or so years later, he got to actually play Elvis in this movie. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. But um, actually, oh. Tom Petty uh, met Elvis at a very, very, very young age and was totally inspired by him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure... It would be almost impossible a movie to like not in Florida. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of films, and <sighs> I don't know anyone, a musician who grew up in that era, who probably wasn't. Well, I'm researching by him. John and Yoko specifically, Yoko, and mm-hmm. yeah, John Lennon even said things changed for him when he saw Elvis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's another Elvis-related one. In 2005, there was a miniseries on him. And Jonathan Rhys Meyer. That sounds really familiar. He played the Bowie esque character in Velvet Goldmine. I can see that. that. Yeah. It's interesting because Myers has played um, Bowie, but they don't call him Bowie in that film, but it's Bowie. And then he's played Elvis. And most recently, he played um, the Clash. Uh, Joe Strummer. Cool. Yeah. So he obviously really loves doing, uh, playing the rock stars. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, uh, this miniseries, one of my favorite parts about it is that Rose McGowan plays Anne Margaret. And Interesting. Yeah. And uh, she's got the, the red hair and everything. And yeah, it's good. I this I yeah this seems like a movie that I would be into. I'm yes. liking this one. What's the name of it again? I, they're both just called Elvis. Okay, but yeah, one's a TV movie, one's a miniseries. Okay, the recent one is a miniseries. Um, then there's a film about Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee. It's called Great Balls of Fire. So he would just show up to Elvis's place mm-hmm. and like get arrested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jerry Lee. Elvis said he was a real idiot. um, A lunatic. And there's a lot of... uh, Just research him. If you haven't researched him yet, if you don't know anything about him, I highly recommend you look into that. Uh, And watch this film, Great Balls of Fire. It's on YouTube as of right now. Uh, It follows Jerry Lee when he becomes um, famous. And about how he married uh, Myra, his first cousin, who once removed. What does that mean? It means he married his cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say it. He married his cousin. Jerry Lee was 22 and Myra was 13. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And of course... When the press got wind of it, there was a shitstorm, and 
so yeah the movie sort of follows that and um dennis quaid is jerry lee lewis and a baby winona rider is myra cute um yeah you showed me a clip of it and i loved i loved that little tiny clip that you showed me of it yes oh maybe that's the one i'm gonna watch tonight there's a clip in it um of a groupie yeah like and jerry lee having a moment while he's on stage and she's feeling the music and he's kind of telling her how to dance i love it yeah right it's a it's a great scene and it definitely you know shows the power of like the the music and, yeah and the connection with the rock stars so, mm-hmm. yes um a, uh, another great biopic i was surprised at how much i enjoyed this it's hard to say enjoy when the subject matter is difficult but uh there's a film called what's love got to do with it oh obviously about ike and tina turner um did that come out in the early 90s yes okay i accidentally saw that when i was too young (laughs) yeah it was like playing at uh, a friend of mine's house Mm. and i was just like what yeah yeah um yeah obviously lots of uh domestic abuse and things like that so it isn't an easy watch but just quality wise i was surprised that it's actually a pretty decent film and you get to see uh like tina how tina progressed or how her career came to be and how she got away and everything so yeah um a new one that came out i think a couple years ago now is called jimmy all is by my side and it's of course about jimmy hendrix Mm -hmm. and andre 3000 plays jimmy hendrix oh cool i can see that yeah yeah um anyone who doesn't know he was in like a rap group called outcast Mm -hmm. in like the late 90s and 2000s and things like that uh and yeah he's uh, he's good he's he's got like the the tone like his kind of way of speech down and Jimi hendrix is so sexy so i was re-watching across the universe as i was getting ready to go out um a couple nights ago i just kind of wanted to hear the version of the music and i never picked up on this before but there's a scene where the sadie character is um having guitarists like oh yeah yeah for her and so okay it's obvious that like that guy is like Jimi hendrix Hendrix. yeah but during the auditions she's sitting beside a young man who looks like noel redding oh really Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. i never picked up on it before until i saw it and i was like oh that's that's i'll watch out for that a wink to noel redding so i was gonna take a photo of it and send it to miss p that's awesome she's got all the letters yeah all of the letters that noel Redding has sent to her yeah um hopefully she can read one for us oh god yes her. oh that would be amazing um and in jimmy all is by my side uh it sort of revolves around two two important relationships he had with different women oh. one is linda keith and Imogen Poots plays her and Linda Keith if that sounds familiar she was uh Keith Richards first girlfriend that he like really cared about before Anita okay so 
um yeah and she was a model there's tons of photos you can see her like modeling with uh shrimpton and patty boyd and yeah so you get you get to see a little bit of her story which was lovely and then the other woman is kathy etchingham who he had a relationship with um like closer to his passing i believe so two women you get to see like their story a little bit with jimmy so those are good um i i almost didn't put this in and i'm only putting it in because it leads me to a better film but there's a movie a couple years ago it's called what we do is secret it's all about the germs and like the uh, that la punk rock scene the issue i have with it is that if you've listened to our Pleasant Gaiman interview, you know she was a very important factor in that scene and yeah. with the germs. She actually got the germs their first gig ever. And they just erased her from the film. Fuck that. Yes. So, yeah, if you do watch that, that's not the real story. There's a lot more that they left out, important people. So, mm. But that leads me to a better film. It's called The Running Kind. It was made in 1988, and Pleasant Gaiman wrote that film. Yes. yes. Yep. I've seen clips of that. Yes. Incredible. And Why haven't I watched that full thing? Yeah. I'm bad at watching movies. It's on YouTube, so anyone can watch it. It's all about like her band, The she's Screaming so Sirens. Cool. Yeah, and she's in it. Her band's in it. Uh, you get to see... like their world at that time and yeah it's inspired by her like her life so highly recommend that one it's a lot of fun we friggin love you yes and she's just fantastic in it too like you she she's got such an energy around her and i can't wait to go visit her i know we love you um yeah so we also didn't mention, or we, we've mentioned it recently because of the Anne-Margaret episode, but just in case no one, uh, that, or someone that's listening to this didn't listen to that one. How dare you? <laughs> it's okay, just kidding. I'm going to recommend Viva Las Vegas, obviously, because Alvis and Anne-Margaret met on that, and they you can just feel the fire between them like watching it it's one of the sexiest movies just because they're both so sexy to begin with and then you can feel that they're feeling each other too oh nice yeah i'm i will probably get aroused yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) and um there's another movie on youtube that i really love from the 60s i think it was 1970 actually it's called deep end and it stars jane asher Oh, cool. Yeah, and it, Jane's been on a lot of things, but this is Jane, like, just after Paul, and uh, so, you like, she's young and lovely, and it's actually a really good film, too. Very good. I really want to hear her story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You will tell me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I have a couple Andy Warhol-related films I can recommend. Chelsea Girls is a good one, just to... There's lots of... Um, the women from the factory in that one so i'm gonna recommend that also there's a short film called poor little rich girl and it's um the camera's just on Edie sedgwick talking the whole time so <laughs> that's awesome and there's another film that Edie did called chow manhattan it's 
not a documentary, but it is like very loosely based on her story. So you you and there's voiceover and stuff, and you can tell like what is her story and what might not be. So and again, there's lots of like cameos from Warhol people and stuff. So that's a good one to check out if you're wanting to learn more about that crowd. So a couple documentaries I had written down was The Mayor of Sunset Strip. This sounds so familiar. It's all about Rodney. Yes! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen this. It's great. Yeah, Rodney Bingenheimer, and um, he's just a legend. If you don't know who he is, it's an awesome documentary. It tells you all about him. He was definitely in the center of all the L.A. rock and roll scene for decades. One of my favorite photos is the photo of Rodney, Jimmy Page, Pamela DeBar, and Lori Lightning. Oh, yeah. All in one photo the night that she got kidnapped by Jimmy Page. The infamous night. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's tons of photos of Rodney with um, lots of the girls from that scene. And he had a, his own radio show for decades. Isn't he on Sirius now? Yeah. He just Amazing. moved over to Sirius. So, yeah, he ain't, he ain't over. Yeah. He, oh, he's, no. He's got rock and roll in his blood and taking it all away. We're coming for you, Rodney. Uh, that would just be the best ever. Love to talk to him. Um, another one is Good Old Frida, which is about a Beatles woman. You haven't seen it? No. I think, it's, I think it might be on Netflix right now. Highly recommend watching it. She was like part of the fan club. Okay. It's all about... Yeah, she's just a fan. She's just their biggest fan, and they made a documentary about her. Cute. And yeah, she's adorable. She's got cute stories. Beetle lovers will love it. Okay. And the last documentary I have written down is Danny Says. Yeah, I love that one. Such a good one. It's all about Danny Fields. He was an extremely important figure behind the scenes in... He was part of uh, Warhol's crowd yep. first, and then he wa- moved on to like Max's Kansas City. He just and knew CBGB. what was up. Yes, he always instinct knew. for style, taste. Exactly. The next, he knew what was going to be big before it was big. Yeah, he just he was good at introducing people to other people, making connections, and just yeah, super yeah. influential. Yeah, and unfortunately, because he isn't in the spotlight doesn't get the credit he deserves but he's so important um in so many different bands and genres and aspects of the music industry and that's an awesome one as well highly 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 recommend that one and he is a groupie and he (laughs) owns it too he says he's a groupie so good on him we love you danny we love ya all right, so now I just have some fun ones written down that are muse or fan or groupie related. I can't related. decide which one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is tough. Okay. Okay. Um, first one, I know you've seen this one, so let's get it over with. <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, my God. I love the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Love it. I have been obsessed with that movie since I was little, and, like, both of my parents love it. Yeah, me too. I was... My dad actually used to run a movie theater in Toronto, the only one that played Rocky Horror like at midnight and everyone dressed up like right when it came out. Cool. Yeah. 
It's and just crazy to think that they were doing that shit in that year that it came out. I know. It's it's amazing. Yep. Uh, it would have been so much fun. And yeah, there's a, a you character. You want to see you like this? <laughs> there's so many like quotable lines. Like every line. And every song is good too. Like it's, there's no lulls in that film. I got to see uh, Meatloaf do that live last time he was in Toronto. It was great. Cool. And yeah, there's a character in that named Columbia. Oh, I love her. They actually list her in the credits as a groupie. Yeah. Uh, She's played by Little Nell, who's adorable. And yeah, she's just all about Meatloaf's character. Yeah. And Eddie. Yeah. And yeah, um... She, and and uh frankenfurter yeah she's definitely groupie for both and yeah her character is just all about them and she's so much fun the whole film is fun I, I don't know if there is anyone out there that hasn't seen this like you need to remedy this immediately yeah yes um i recently watched a 90s movie called the muse hmm it was made by Albert Brooks, who I adore. This movie wasn't particularly for me. It's more like um, like a light rom-com, and I'm not really that type. Though I did find it enjoyable, and Sharon Stone plays the muse, and there's a twist there that I'm not going to talk about. It isn't rock and roll. It's in the uh, movie world. Okay. So Sharon Stone plays a woman who is muse to many uh, filmmakers and there's tons of cameos like Scorsese makes a cameo in it you know like she was his muse at one point and yeah she inspires these uh, filmmakers with their scripts and stuff so interesting to see um, uh, a muse not being like a rock and roll related subject so that's a that's one Um, I don't know if you've seen this but there, there's actually two of them. The the Ruddles. Yes, I've yes. seen the Ruddles, but not for a very long time. Is it by the same guys that did um, Monty Python? Yes. Yep. And yeah, it's basically a Beatles parody. It's so much fun. Um, Are oh, any of the Beatles in it? Yes, I believe so. Okay. And. Um, like I think Jagger's in it. I think Bianca Jagger's in it for sure. So yeah, there's definitely faces that pop up, and yeah, the Beatles were like good sports about it. And uh, well, George was in a Monty Python movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's called like All You Need Is Cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, and there's two of them. One was made like back back in the day. And then there was a like a more recent one, I believe. Uh, but yeah, they're both a lot of fun. Definitely the originals. Like you'll you'll get a lot of laughs out of that one. Uh, one of my favorite John Waters films is one called Cry Baby. Mm. Uh, Johnny Depp's the lead in that, and there's a lot. Like if if you have ever seen a John Waters film, he always hires a lot of the same actors and. So there's lots of familiar faces, and it's a musical. And a lot of people call Hairspray Waters' musical, but he had nothing to do with the Broadway play, and the movie Hairspray is great, but it's not a musical. 
This one is, there's plenty of songs in it. Iggy Pop is in it. Cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And basically, it's about this boy named Crybaby who isn't, they call themselves a drape, which is basically like the the bad boys. You know, they wear the leather jackets and, you know. And uh, Amy Locane plays this square. Mm-hmm. The, the squares and the drapes and of course it's like a Romeo and Juliet thing right they both are attracted to each other but one's a, a drape and one's a square but then he ends up wooing her um, by like performing a song about them and then she joins him and it's a lot of fun and there's like another character in it who's a groupie as well and is all about crybaby we should do a movie episode of our favorite movie soundtracks oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah that's a good one and it won't it won't be like the best movie sa- like we won't call it the best movie soundtracks it'll be our, our favorite, favorite because yeah. there's just too many yes um so we're going to go back in time to 1968. Let's go. This is one I think you're going to really uh, get a kick out of. There's a movie, and it is on YouTube, called The Touchables. Now, this movie is British, and it's about I like it. these four gorgeous birds who kidnap their favorite rock star, and they hold him prisoner in this like dome-shaped pleasure house, basically. <laughs> It's very 60s and very ridiculous, but the like the costumes and the makeup and the women and it's just wacky and they're gorgeous and yeah, they kidnap their their rock star and they they like use him as their love slave basically. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, that's the one I'm watching tonight. Right? Yeah. And um Robert Freeman uh wrote or directed it and Donald Kamel wrote it. He is the director of performance, Mick Jagger and Anita Pallenberg. Yeah. So anyone who's seen that, like you, um, it's it's that same kind of feel, like very of its time, very 60s, very just flowy and uh, weird. Yeah, you could tell they're doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, you just tell me about some women who kidnap a rock star and... <sighs> Use him as a love slave, and it's like, oh, yep. who would you kidnap? Oh God, as a lo- and keep as a love slave. Oh God, I would have mm. to think about that. I would um, uh, maybe Helen Pelionk, Fist of the Hives. I've always wanted to get my hands on him. Oh damn, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of crushing on Harry Styles right now. Oh, I did that, didn't I? <laughs> I did that to you. You did. Okay, no, I'm good with that. Let's kid, let's do that. Let's kidnap him. Let's see if any of the other dolls. I just saw him it. in Dunkirk as well, and he he did a good job. And yeah, so currently, okay, I agree. We'll, we'll just say him right now. Um, yes. So another um, last time I mentioned a Beatles one called I Want to Hold Your Hand. Mm -hmm. Now, that was like the girls' version of a night out trying to, you know, get by all these obstacles to to see their favorite band perform, which was the Beatles. Um, There's a male version of this one. It's called Detroit Rock City. Yes. And it's all about four boys, teenage boys, 
who are obsessed with kiss. Kiss. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's basically like the same film. Just, you know, they they all start together. They all end up, you know, scattered and each has to deal with some crazy thing happening in the night uh, to like make it to this show. And of course, um, Shannon Tweed makes a cameo and Kiss are in it. They they were like involved with the making of the film. So of course they're in it and it's just stupid fun. Yep. I love it. And it's got like Edward Furlong in it. And there's a really, a cute guy I really love called Giuseppe Andrews in it. And, uh, he's a weirdo in real life. He's made very interesting films. He's like, he lives in a trailer park now and like uses all the people in the trailer park to like make films and stuff yeah they're very uh interesting very interesting boy uh so i got two more here okay one i cannot believe we didn't discuss that thing you do oh yeah how did we forget that one Liv tyler's in it and everything yeah oh my god yeah so yeah and tom hanks I think wrote and directed it and it's about like a 60s like one hit wonder kind of band who are you know go from nobodies to you know having that hit and Liv Tyler plays a lovely girl whose girlfriend or she's the girlfriend of the singer I believe so she's a muse in it because he writes songs about her and uh she t- goes on tour with them and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a fun one. You get to like get the female perspective. And, of course, Liv Tyler's BB's mama. Daughter. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daughter. <laughs> Reverse that. Steven Tyler. Yeah. So. Todd Rundgren. Yeah. I cannot believe we forgot about that. Cool. Thanks. And the last one is my favorite at the moment. Again, I didn't real. I didn't. It clicked in. I was rewatching this, and then suddenly it clicked. Like, holy crap! This is us, but like the '90s, slightly stupider, very much stupid version of us. Wayne's World. <gasps> oh my god! Yes, right? which I actually just saw for the first time. Not no too way! Long ago. Like in full. Yeah, I loved it. It's so much Wayne fun. Wayne is. So such a groupie completely i mean they go backstage and they bow down saying we're not worthy yeah and not only that but if this movie was made now they'd be podcasters they totally like it would be like a a community tv show you know oh my god yeah they're just they're just music nerds who have their own thing and yeah, I just thought, like, Wayne and Garth are totally... We should... Uh, Halloween costume. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was a great one. And, yeah, he uh, he's obsessed with Tia Carrera in that film, and she's just a kick-ass rock star. So it was cool that the tables are turned. and I love it. Yeah, but, yeah, total... Wayne is, like, the definition of a groupie. Ah. <sighs> 
Good one. Okay, that was excellent. That was really good. I'm bowing down to you. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm such a great co-host. Thank you so much, Lynx. Of course. I hope um, people get watching and learn some from the biopics and have fun watching the rest. And yeah, lots of uh, lots of movies to get through. And if you haven't listened to our other movie episode, we'll link that up. And you just got like many movie nights ahead of you that's right so get your projector out hopefully it's a nice fall night at this point or end of summer and uh yeah enjoy enjoy a nice movie yeah enjoy a film i don't know if i'm gonna have a part three but we'll uh work on that i like the idea of the soundtrack one yeah Yeah. i've i've already like got five in my head i got some too okay good all right okay well thank you very much um everybody you can follow us online uh you can find us on instagram at muses and stuff podcast on twitter at shantine links and as always find us on itunes and if you could rate review subscribe and yeah let us know what you're digging about this uh yeah about the show if you watch any of these like we'd love to hear your opinion on them too Mm -hmm. okay everybody see you next week bye Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H Y P E R T H E T I C A L.